Thank you for joining us today at Miniature Wargaming Labs. I'm James. And I'm Brian. And we are back today. So, Brian, I have to say our last episode was a, a rambling rant talking about <laughs> how Games Workshop and Wizards of the Coast uh, could do things better. Like, be better makers and distributors. And well, it was actually the most listened to episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone likes to complain and everybody likes to have their feelings validated. And, you know, we're, that's what we're here for. We're here to validate people's feelings. Well, you are right in hating these companies and still buying them. <laughs> so, but I think we ended it with like champagne problems. People love their champagne problems. Oh, yeah. There. It's not champagne unless it's giving you a problem. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, you don't. You need something to complain about during the day. Uh, not everything can be perfect. So it's it's early in the morning. The weekend has just started. So why don't we uh, let's talk about the flea market? So with this, we had our discussion and we said, how is Wizards of the Coast like this licensing thing? How is that going to mess them up? And you said. There will be 5e bodies strewn across the tables as people liquidate their 5e assets and roll on. Did that happen? In a sense, yes. I did see a decent amount of 5th edition books, um, but not to the extent that I was thinking, which makes sense. It, you know, dumping... If you've been in 5th edition for, like even two, three years, you probably have anywhere from five to 20 books. If you're really hardcore, you have 20. If you're just a player that's been playing for about three years, you probably have five books. So selling off that many books at one time, a lot of people don't like to do that. People like books. People like physical books. So I don't... I think the reason that we didn't see a lot more is because people have, you know, sentimental attachments to things. And if you've been playing 5th edition for, you know, five years, three, five years, it's, you know, you have feelings about the game. And you're not going to quit just because the company did something. You are going to stay. You're, you might not buy anything new. You might not expand your book collection from that company, but you'll still play the game because you already have everything. Well, the thing we brought up last time is like, does anyone actually care? So it made me think, are there a lot of people who made a lot of noise, but for like 95% of the players, like they didn't even know there was an open license, they didn't care. Uh, and I think a lot of people, Wizards of the Coast 5e is so big, it becomes the common language, so you can't, even if you wanted to divorce yourself from it, could you? Because I think, what, last week, saw the Kickstarter for 5e Apocalypse. You can imagine how much work that guy put in, or how many other 5e Kickstarters are out there under the open license. Yeah. To where, I'm not rewriting, not taking another year to rewrite this for, what, a game that doesn't have an open license? Or I'm going to do my own RPG and just... Try to sell it without any yeah, it's interoperability. Easy. It's easy to sell a 5e book because a million people play 5e. It's easy. You don't have you don't you don't have to make new rules. You're just you're within that purview of that world and that rule set. So you can just use all of those rule assets and because making your own RPG is an arduous pro, uh, project. Working and making something within a rule set that's already made is a lot easier because you already have the boundaries. If you're making a new game, you have boundaries. You have to create the boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, of course people want to make stuff for 5e because everybody plays. The most, the most, most people play 5e, and it's easy to make stuff for 5e. So it's the easiest way to make something that you want to make in a way that people will want to consume it. Well, I think the bigger impact is how does this affect Onslaught. So I don't care about the RPGs anymore. I don't care about 5e. Uh, I was listening to like some of Ed Greenwood's interviews. He has his own Patreon now 
of where all the stuff that uh, TSR and Wizards of the Coast didn't publish, just go onto his Patreon. And yeah. Like, he'll just tell you random facts about the Forgotten Realms. But I've noticed the Onslaught boxes haven't moved at all. Just because, A, there wasn't as much press about it. Uh, I don't, I mean, Wizards of the Coast doesn't really care about D&D. Pushing it as much as their billion dollar item, which is magic. So everything gets, you know, they are putting more energy, time, money into magic because that's what makes the money and everything else kind of gets put on the wayside so there's not as much you know there wasn't as much fanfare or press or any like promo stuff for onslaught so people just kind of people in the D&D were just like oh it's just it's a game i don't want yeah. that and people in the miniature game market you know the oh that's a D&D product I don't want that. And both of them are missing out on a decent game because they don't know what it is. And I think that's the biggest thing is they just don't know what it is. You know, talk about a chance because it's kind of like, uh, we don't call it Chase, Underworld, of like, hey, here's a couple miniatures in a preset list, change the decks. Honestly, you don't even have to change the decks. Like, these are your characters. This is your adventuring party, kind of like Kill Team. But no customization, whatever. Yeah. Just go hit it and play. The miniatures are painted. The yeah. board comes in the box. Can't make it any simpler. Um, but you're right, it's like no one really pushed it. So it's not no. like anyone D&D is like, oh, let me play this uh, war game. So it's just how, how many mistakes can you make there? Because um, there is no tie-in. Between the magic, trying to pull them into D and D, no, that Forgotten Realms card set. Yeah, I bought that. There's probably like two cards I like because I'm a big Forgotten Realms fan. That's yep. why I have all the onslaught stuff. I have all the novels. Um, but when you looked at the cards, there was probably like two art cards. They didn't use any of the original art. No, nope. from like second edition, like Xanathar, the Beholder. They recolored. You know, I was like, fine. They're going to take a new interpretation. But it wasn't like they even upgraded the art. This was just like, hey, here's a dragon that we used in like some other card. There's a dragon. Yeah. Or here's a goblin. Like, but you know, there's Forgotten Realms takes on this. It's like you took no effort. Yeah. To add, it's make all, this yep. distinct to Forgotten Realms. Now I have to ask you, which Forgotten Realms set? Oh, I just did that one. See, you I didn't so even know that there was a second one. I, yeah. I opened. I got you that. <laughs> you got me the um, fat pack. And I like open up. I got Xanathar. So like, okay, cool. Yep. And I was disappointed in every other pack after that. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not. I'm not doing this again. Yeah. And see, that was the first one. And D and D players didn't even know about the second one. And Magic players didn't really care about the second one because of how they did it. So I mean, that's that's the problem is that they don't. They want. They want that cross pollination. They want D and D players playing Magic. They want D&D players playing miniature games. They want miniature game players to play D&D and those people to go play Magic. They want everything to funnel into Magic, but they have no... Their strategy for getting people into these games from one game to another is so disjointed. It's just like, hey, this is D&D, but Magic. There's no like jumping point. It's just like, who is this for? The yeah. D&D players don't want it because it's not D&D. And the Magic players don't want it because it's, you know, it's D&D. It's not Magic. So it, we're hitting these weird, they want people to play all their games, mostly leading up to them playing Magic because that's their money game. But they don't have a good strategy on how to get people from there. So I think that's the biggest problem with Onslaught. Nobody knows about it. There's no, like... There's no incentive or instructions. They're actually free. They, you know, yeah. it's not this one. No, instructions, instructions on how to jump from D and D to onslaught. Because if you don't know what it is, how are you? How do you justify buying it? 
If you've if never played a miniature game before, why, why would you buy a miniature game? Mm-hmm. If you're just a D&D player, you have no reason to buy a miniature game because you're playing D&D. That's where your miniature yeah. time goes to. Yeah, because it lacks the customization of a regular RPG. You can't customize the faction yep. games. Um, there's no tie-in to WizKids because they're pre-painted models. You can sub out models you have in WizKids, but unless you have that model... So it's not like you can take your adventuring group and say, okay, guys, let's all show up and play Onslaught with our models, but these are like Onslaught rules. So it's like yeah. uh, Kill Team 1, first edition, like the attributes were the same as in 40K. Yes. Where Kill Team 2nd edition is not. It's completely different. different. It's a new game. So Onslaught just ran straight into that. We're a completely different game. Like, there's yeah, no yeah. crossover. Yeah, Games Workshop did it right. It's like, hey, here's this, here's this kill team. And they probably had the Kill Team 2.0 in the works already. Oh, yeah. They're like, here's this, this edition. It's exactly like the edition you're playing right now, but a lot smaller and slightly different rules. And it, it, like, you know, it got people into a new game, a smaller game. And then when the next one came out, they're like, oh, this is way better rules. I'm already I already have a squad for it, and then it transfers over. All right, it looks like I'm already halfway in, so I might as well just jump in. Yeah, and that that's the thing is like there's no incentive like that with onslaught to other than the painted miniatures, which you know that is an incentive, but it's nothing like oh I already have these miniatures that I can use in this game, mm-hmm. so I could just I already I'm already halfway there. There's no halfway point. Because that's how you really get people into things uh, from one game to another is convincing them that they're already 50% there. Because that next 50% jump is really easy if you already have stuff for it. Those Onslaught boxes are not cheap. And they're not cheap? Uh, no. Yeah, Star Wars Legion was cheap. Yeah, like, when it first came out. Got, when, yeah. when it first came out, like 20, bo- 20 bucks for a box of Stormtroopers? Sure. Yeah. yeah. But the Onslaught blo- boxes, that's like, I don't know... Does Disney own Wizards of the Coast? Not yet, right? No, no, not they yet. have no. nothing to do with each. They like because that's like it's like Marvel prices. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, exactly. And that's that's the problem is Wizards of the Coast thinks that they are Disney, which I mean they have properties that are recognizable as Disney ish in in a certain scale. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, it's like magic isn't the uh, Marvel lineup of characters. So don't start applying that to your other games. It was like Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's, ma- there, there's characters in both D&D and Magic that everybody loves and knows. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not Marvel. Yeah, it's not universally recognizable. Yeah. So uh, Exactly. I don't see statues downtown of Jace or... Uh, Minks can boo, but there's an Iron Man statue. Well, there was an Iron Man statue um, downtown. So, you know, everybody knows Iron Man. No, like, only players of Magic and D&D know those other characters. Yes, yeah. yeah. Within universe, there's no cultural acceptance. But I like your idea of, like, can you buy, what would it take to buy into Onslaught? So let's talk about another game that even if you wanted to buy into, you just can't. So let's talk about Games Workshop and the caps. Those are ridiculous caps. <laughs> I for the so last I, I beat this analogy to death, but the South Park episode where Cartman gets an amusement park and doesn't want anyone in it. So after that, people want to get it. I don't know if that's Games Workshop strategy of like, here's a new that, box, you can't have it. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, I have people ordering things, and I want to order them. And I always get more than what people order. So because if, you know, if one person orders it, there's another person that wants it. So if I buy two, I'm going to sell two. If two people want it, three to four people want it. And, you know, that's, I reflect that in my ordering. But when I'm only allowed to order one of anything, sometimes I can't even fulfill orders. I have people that are just left out. They, you know... They, we have a system set up so that people can get the highest guarantee of getting the new stuff on time and in their hands at a timely manner. And 
when it releases. We can't do that effectively when the company is limiting how many we can do to such a degree where we only get one item. Yeah, well, that's... You showed me the sheet and, like, every new item, one. Yeah. You can have one. So, it comes down to, like, I saw so an announcement that the next Arcs of Omen book's coming out. That's the third book. Yeah. You haven't even gotten the second book for me. No, like, <laughs> because we got three of them, and then they told us that we can reorder the next week. So I reordered, and I'm getting none. Because yeah. apparently they're out. So I, I, I would love to play boarding action. I'm waiting for Imperial Agents to be introduced. We talked about that last time. I'm super excited about that. But these books build on each other. I don't want to get to Imperial Agents and say, now refer back to your uh, Arcs of Omen book three. Like, I couldn't get it. Yeah. I can't get that book. Yeah, you can't love, get it. I mean, well, may, I guess if you push on, they sell on uh, iBooks. Like, uh, or Apple Store. Oh, yeah, Store you yet. can get the digital one, of course. I, but do you really want the physical no, one? I want the physical one. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's just like, I can't. So once, the, once I saw the third announcement come out, it's like, okay. Well, we talked about boarding action might be just like a standalone game because it's so stripped down. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just wait for the next edition and buy... All the, past, all the past boarding Arcs of Omen books. Yeah, when they're everybody's selling out yeah. for like $5 a book. Of course, yeah. no one will play boarding action. Like, you and I might play boarding action. That yeah, exactly, it. exactly. It becomes one of those lost games that nobody's ever played or plays again. And what point is it diminishing return when the hype dies? And so, like you said, you haven't even gotten the second book yet mm-hmm. and the third book is announced that kills your enthusiasm for the third book that makes yeah. you want to just like well what's the point i'm just not going to get it at all i'll just stop now and go somewhere else yeah. i'll put my energy towards something else because if i if the third book's announced and my store can't even get the second one what are the chances of me getting the second one after the third one's released yeah, I mean, I would have to go watch YouTube videos. Like, do can I get the third one and not need the second one? Is there any reason to do that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have you have to you have to figure out what's in the thir- second book because nobody has it. I mean, we literally got four of them, and that's nothing. You know, when we have ten people order the book and only four of them come in, and I can't even get another one the next week. I mean. It's going to get to the point where people stop ordering Games Workshop because there's no guarantee that they'll get anything. Yeah. And that hurts us is because that's what we rely on is orders. And that's, what, that's our big focus is orders, orders, orders. Like, what do you want? If we don't have it, let's get, you it, let's get it for you. And the new stuff, that's, that's our bread and butter, for, especially for Games Workshop, because it's weekly. And if we can't get the numbers that people want, well, they're, not gonna, they're, they're gonna stop ordering. Yeah, and that's you know that that's gonna hurt every small game game store. That's every every single one because they rely on that. Because to be with Games Workshop, you have to have all their releases, even if you buy one of each. You know, people want that new stuff, and if you can't get it for your audience, they're just gonna go somewhere else, or they're gonna go to another game. So, the I think. The only thing, I was thinking about what you presented last week, of like, the express ship. Maybe it's, because you showed me the caps, and it showed like the no-shows, and it's like, there's just no way that they don't have this product. I yeah. just cannot imagine, like, like a plant burned down. Okay, I'll accept that. I remember years ago, um, this was back when you got cat paper catalogs, and you'd call a guy up with your credit card and put orders in. There was actually like, um, I I think the warehouse, this was like 1991, the warehouse was somewhere out here. I think maybe even in Albuquerque. And like they handled all the distribution for like uh, Ralph Partha stuff on the West Coast in Hawaii, where I live. Yeah. And uh, can I buy this? No. The shelves collapsed and started a domino in the warehouse, and we haven't fixed it yet. You can't order stuff. 
I respect that. But <laughs> okay, yeah. it's it's in a pile on the floor. I doubt Games Workshop had like a firebomb attack or like no, the not at all. Like the great plastic shortage of twenty twenty three. Every it. order we put in, half of it's gone. Half of it's not shipped to us. And well, that that's why I was thinking that well maybe they fill a box since they're express shipping and that's got to cost more. Maybe they fill a box until it hurts a cer- hits a certain dollar level of like how much it would cost to ship that box, and then that's it. That's how much shipping you're entitled to on Express, and they send that to you, and then the regular mail is where the rest of your order comes. Well, through. see, in the Express shipping, that only happens very rarely because I told the I, I told you last time that you know if I put in an order the week when they told me to. Mm-hmm. Um, before usually if you do it before the Thursday by the Thursday of the week of release they will express ship it to you so you have it well I put in my order for this last one for you know the sky the the jet bikes and the soul shackle and you know the popular ones they couldn't do express shipping on that because it was I don't I don't my rep didn't really know why but they didn't do it, which is why we're getting it next week, you know, three weeks later. And so we, we would have really done awesome if it was express shipped because, you know, that would have been, you know, one week late. That's not bad. But three weeks late, everything's, the, the excitement for it is gone. And then when I'm only getting half of what I ordered on not even express shipping, regular shipping, Especially when it's like a $3,000 order, $4,000 order. You know, I don't put in small orders. And we're still only getting half of what we get. And it takes three weeks to ship. I'm, I'm waiting because you... So your store is at the certain level of where they expect you to maintain like a certain amount of stock. Yes. I'm waiting for them to come back, hey, you're not maintaining enough stock. And for you to come back and say, you're not sending me... Enough stock. I would love to carry more of your product. Yeah. I really would. Yeah. You just cannot get it to me. Don't don't you want any more of the... T- do you want more towel? No. No. I don't want your towel. No. No one <laughs> wants your towel. Two, two people want towel. And it's to play other games. Nothing yes, fun. exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> they look cool, but no one wants to play them. Yeah, towel's hard to get right now. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I was it just is. joking. No, towel is actually popular, and I can't get it. <laughs> But I can't get Tyranids, and I could get Orcs. Orcs are pretty plentiful right now. Um, but, yeah, no, like, everything is just out of stock. And the biggest thing, and the one thing that we sell more of than anything else is paint. And half of their paint range is gone. And they're getting rid. Uh, there's, there's, I don't know, I haven't seen any confirmation of it, and I haven't heard anything from our distributor from Actual Games Workshop. So I'm taking it with a grain of salt. But people are saying that they're discontinuing all of the technicals. What? Or all the textures. Textures. The textures. They're, they're under the technical yeah, purview, yeah, but with like Valhalla and Blizzard and Sterling Mud and Sterling Battlemire. And I live on Sterling Mud. I, I, I know. I, like Valhalla and Blizzard is what I use for Frostgrave every yeah. single base. I just you know throw it on there because it's absolutely perfect. I don't have to, you know, put glue on there and then sprinkle the sprinkle the fake snow. Oh, yeah. just like, I just have to slap it on and it's good. Well, you know, that that's kind of disappointing because you know where I work, we have some wind tunnels and uh, we fill them with like liquid nitrogen to do the shots in the wind tunnel. Mm-hmm. So, it can be like 104 degrees outside and you'll walk by the bottles uh, where we store the uh, chemicals and like everything's frozen. <laughs> Like, there's just ice everywhere. I said, you know what? That, that'd be really cool for Necromunda to just have, like, a random pipe is just frozen. It's like, yeah. I'm surrounded by heat and radiation. Why is that thing frozen? <laughs> it's holding some really nasty stuff. It's like, yep. okay. Well, you know, Games Workshop has the um, ice and snow effect everyone uses yeah. for space. Well, I just slap that on. Like, that's, you know, I can't sell Games Workshop if I don't have <laughs> Games Workshop <laughs> items. So, you know, I've been, we've been bolstering up other things, other paints. You know, I mean, even other paint companies are having problems with paint production. But at least they tell us that. We don't get any word why anything is going wrong with Games Workshop. We just have to, you know, accept it as is. Would you like to order this? Yes, you can't. 
No. But it, make, it makes me uh, think of Super Troopers like when they pull over the uh, when kids there. We'll pull them over. We can't pull over anymore. <laughs> We're pulled over as far as we can go. <laughs> I'm trying to buy from you. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, and we are. And, you know, it's putting company, uh, game stores like our size that have been doing Games Workshop for a while. You know, that is our bread and butter. That's what, you know, most people know us for is 40K and AOS and everything Games Workshop. And we're, it's, it's definitely has an effect, you know, in these big companies, what everything that they're doing doesn't really affect them top wise uh, for a while, but it affects us like almost immediately. They announce something and it gets to us almost a second later. Uh, Games Workshop sells out of something while... We didn't get any, so now business is going to the people that bought it online. So there, there's that lost revenue. Uh, you know, Wizards of the Coast announces that you know they don't like anybody anymore. <laughs> well, all we of our D and D stuff, you know, the wall of D and D stuff goes stale, and now we can't now we can't sell any of it. Mm-hmm. So now we have to discount it, and even then, it doesn't sell. So that's just you know dead wages or you know dead product. Yeah. So, everything these big companies have been doing ha- affect us almost immediately, and they don't see it at all because you know people are still buying it, and they're buying stuff directly from them because both big companies have a way for people to buy directly from them. So you know I don't know what. Well, it reminds me. So I was listening to Painting Phase and like. Pichu was given an example of like what, even 20 years ago, what were they supposed to push? Like what was their number? And it was always starter sets. So it's like, and you see this all the time. People go in there, get a starter set, get halfway yep. through it, liquidate it, mm-hmm. and they're never coming back because like, ah, this is too hard. And then you got to get someone new in there. So it's kind of like McDonald's when they did the uh, super size. Because McDonald's isn't built on the idea of creating a loyal returning customer base. It's based on the idea of how much money can I extract from you once you're in the store. Yeah. So that super size for a dollar, how much it is now, is more important to get that dollar than to get you to like the meal that you bought and get you to come back yeah, for exactly. another meal. Yep. Because they know you're probably not going to come back. Or if you're into McDonald's, yeah, you're going to come back yeah, all gonna, the time. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like, can we put out... So 10th edition better be awesome. It I mean, better be <laughs> absolutely amazing. For everyone to forget this last year for the build-up to 10th, like all the screw-ups that you've done. <laughs> it better be one of the best made editions. It better be like second, but good. <laughs> you know, second is good. I love second edition, but it better be like, you know, groundbreaking. Well, it makes me think of uh, The Simpsons with Malibu Stacy. But now she has a new hat. They're going to bring out like a um, Primaris Lieutenant with an extra skull on his uniform. But he has an extra skull. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope they... I, I have faith in Games Workshop more than I have faith in... Wizards of the Coast. So I think 10th will be good, and we'll see an improvement in everything once 10th is out. Because I think all their production power is going into 10th right now. Yeah. Storage, production, everybody, like, is where every team is working on... All the Oompa Loompas are gathered yep. around that chocolate fountain. Yep, just... they're singing their songs as, as hard as they can, <laughs> and all for 10th edition. And as soon as that comes out, I think we'll, you know, we'll see stocks of items raise again and be able to I'll be actually able to buy stuff I can only hope oh I I just hope that like the Arcs of Omen like 10th is compatible enough because remember there was a time you change editions and like the codexes are the codices yeah. and the rule were still viable in there so I hope they keep that going with 10th so that Arcs of Omen is compatible yes. with 10th uh, uh, because if they kept boarding action going 
I think that would be good. Yes. So how did the boarding action event So yeah, we go? had a boarding action event. It was tied to a kill team event. And we had 10 people sign up. Um, but in gamer fashion, it was, you could go either way. You know, you have 10 people sign up. You either get six or you get 16. Um, so we got six. Okay. Um, I got, I got messages from people as, oh, I forgot. I'm so sorry that I'm sick. And, you know, it, it, things happen. Yeah. This is a game. It's not, you know, world ending if you're not there. Um, things come before games. Uh, so I wasn't, I was Six people's decent, mm-hmm. especially on a busy day like Sunday. Uh, so it was went really well. We went three rounds, and everybody had a lot of fun. It's probably one of the best ways to play 40K in a... If you want to get the most games out of a day. Because we started at, we started at That's 11. That's right. You were hoping to get, what, three games? We, three yeah, games? Oh, yeah. yeah we, so we started... We got everybody in at 10. We started at about 11. And we ended at six, and we got three 40k games in, plus a 30 minute, a 10 minute break in between each one, except for the 30 minute lunch break between ones. So you know, and that's then, like, tournament level, like yeah, yeah, that's tournament level for single day tournaments. That's what you want because yeah. you would have had enough to do Swiss rounds and boil it down to a champion if you ran as a tournament. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's you know, it's it's not 40k where you start at 10 a.m. Or you start at 9 a.m. because you want to get there as early as possible because you're playing till 9 p.m. And that's only three rounds. So I would, I think a lot of the people that played that day want more of that. And I think the people that have played boarding action want more boarding action. I think it is one of the most successful alternative ways to play 40K that they've done. And I think how they did it is really well done. And I, I agree with you. I hope they continue it on into the 10th because it's a very strong way to play 40K. And people were like, I could play this army that in 40K is garbage. But in this, it's good. Yeah, the Indominus box. You it, could play, we'll take the Repulsor out. Yep. And we'll take uh, whatever they call the new Dreadnought, the Primaris Dreadnought. Because, like, the Repulsor has, what, like, 23 guns on it? Yeah. Depending yeah. on the loadout. It's like, okay, let's start with weapon system one. <laughs> no, that sounds like fun. Thanks. Yeah, and it's a good, like, it's a good intro because it's only 500 points. And they, they are releasing boxes for Combat Patrol. How many of those boxes can you get, Brian? Uh, one, but <laughs> that's one. besides the point. Um, and, you know, armies that are less played because they're not good on 40K are being played in, in boarding action mm-hmm. because they are viable. Like, Gene Stiller Colts. Nobody plays Gene Stiller Colts in 40K. But everybody's looking at them now like, they're really, really cool for this because that's what they, like, they want to do. Like, everything in boarding action is what that army wants to do. So now I'm looking at that army... Yeah. And it's making revitalizing dead armies in 40k. So I, I I really hope that they continue on with it. Yeah, talk about something that should have been released in the second year of the edition, mm. not in mm-hmm. the final year. Yeah, because they could have done tournaments. Oh, they could have well, done yeah. tournaments. They could have had more terrain for it. They could have. I mean, could you imagine? So five years, each year you have a different box. That's an entire table, but it's like a different kind of ship. You have an yeah. Imperial ship. You have an Eldar ship. Yeah. You have Orc ship. You have Chaos ship. Uh, you know, you have all these, like, you have, they could have, if they started this five years ago when 8th or ninth came out, three years ago. Yeah. I guess yeah, we're, oh, yeah, wow. We're, Gosh, yeah. it's three years. That's way too fast. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, you could have had... Well, yeah, because now you can breach out walls. Yeah. New, if you can get the new... <laughs> if you can get the new yeah, walls. Yeah, if you get the rules, yeah. Well, no, even the walls, because it's only in Soul Shackle, which was capped and throttled, that you can get the walls. Yes. Now, boarding action doesn't have rules for busting out walls. It does not. Kill no. Team 2 does. Yes. But I'm sure there's going to be a later version of... On, of uh, There'll be rules for yeah, it for, in, you know, oh, yeah. the Arcs of Omen that yeah, you can't fifth, get. Yeah, yeah. 
So, like, the fourth book in the five-book series, like, hey, you want to blow out walls so you can get to the other side? Yeah, there you go. This is what you need. <laughs> but, yeah, because they started, because Soul Shackle, I wanted because, like, they have command consoles in there. Mm-hmm. And um, that, just such a great Necromunda box. <laughs> so, it really is. <laughs> well, that's, um, yeah. Because all that's being painted up as if it's Necromunda. If I want to play Kill Team or Boarding Action, great. But it's like, could I get it? If I yeah, it? yeah, can you get it? That's the question. Because I, for, we talked about this when 8th, no, no, ninth came out. We talked about like playing the patrol level of 40K. And I said, this is where you need to be. Because like Custodes, it's like 12 models. And like you're done. So like their custodies box, it's like, this is easy. Hit gold, done. Yeah. <laughs> I got my golden knights here. We can yep. go out there. Exactly. So that but it comes up. What we wanted to talk about was does every game need a starter? Should instead of kill team, since kill team two is actually uses different rules. Then, like kill team one had the same attributes like we talked about. And yes. you could roll in there. Yeah. Kill team two does not. So does boarding action become the intro game? They didn't package it like it. They kind of packaged no. it like uh, Vigilist Defiant, of where it's a it's a campaign. Like yes, it's, instead it's, of having a single theater book like Bolt Action, we'll, we'll have three, four, five theater yeah. books. Yeah, exactly. But does a game need that? I think. I mean, I know when we first brought this idea up, we mentioned. Infinity, which, I mean, I, yeah, I don't think we mentioned Infinity last episode, which... At the end, we talked about some Oh, that's products. right, yeah. yeah every yeah. episode, we have to talk about Infinity. Um, but they have Code 1. Yeah. And that's their, that's their beginner game. Yeah. You know, you don't, it's, it's less miniatures, even though, you know, it's already not a lot of miniatures. But, you know, they're trying to make that, that two-hour like game <laughs> into an hour game so that you catch the people that only want to invest an hour into a game. Uh, I think, I think every game needs something to start. Yeah. Because that would, that's what draws me to a new game. Because you know now now that I played a bunch of games, like I want to be able to play more games. If I set aside a, aside a day for games, if I could play three games, that would be amazing. Playing one game less appealing, mm-hmm. like a full day for forty yeah. k, and then you only get one game in. And not too exciting, but if I could get three games in in the same time in the same time frame, I'm completely in. And I think games, especially miniature games, would benefit a lot from that because you're getting the crowd. People don't have time anymore. Time is <laughs> they do and they don't, and you know grabbing. Everybody has limited amount of time, and you're trying to grab a portion of that. Every mm-hmm. game is trying to grab a portion of that time. Yeah. Uh, if you grab a smaller portion and allow for other portions to be taken, people are more likely to be, oh, I like that because now I can still have this and my other thing. I don't have to give up anything. If I play 40K, it's all 40K. I, not only do I have to spend all the time painting, building... 2,000 points, but then I sit down for a game and it's four hours long. But I could play another game, 500 points, an hour, quarter of the time, quarter of the miniatures, quarter of the time painting, mm-hmm. and a quarter of the, you know, time. So now I can do that and have a, you know, have everything for that and move on to a different game. Well, I think the reason I brought this up was because Enemy Spotty Studios released a new book. And you can get it online for free or you can buy a copy for $12. Mm-hmm. And um, it's called Skullcore. They said this is faster rule set. What I think is funny is that um, this is a faster rule set for their Infinity-inspired game, which I'm currently blanking on. I interviewed the guy for it. <laughs> can't. Can't remember the name of the game, but it's one of those games. Was like, oh, this will take forty-five minutes, which is like Code One game. Yeah. It's like strip down the rules, forty-five minute game. So 
been Echelon Software came out with Black Powder Red Earth. How would you like to play ultra modern, collapsing state? Games can last twenty minutes in there because yeah. getting they tried to capture how getting shot with bullets tends to stop a person from moving and very quickly. Wild so, concept. That, so, what a wild concept. So by round two, you could be half done. Like it's like <laughs> everyone's like bleeding out on the ground. So yeah. the games are taking like twenty minutes. So in an hour, you can get three games of miniatures in. So then. Enemy Spotted Studios came out with uh, In Country, which I also backed. But their promise is the same thing, 20, 30 minutes. But that meant that their first game that they launched on their Infinity, Near Future um, stuff, that became the long game. So that game needed a shorter version. And yeah. it's like, once again, referring back to the Super Troopers, like, I'm already as short as I can be. Like, at a certain point, we're just taking out a deck of cards and playing more. Yeah. Oh, I got a two of spades. I got a ace of hearts. I win. Like, how fast? We can just flip coins yeah. all day. <laughs> it's like, I mean, Hail Caesar's uh, second edition came out, and there's uh, SBQR, which is their smaller one. So yeah. I think they need a smaller one. Arena combat. Go to the Coliseum. <laughs> yeah. There we go. You know, it's, you know, it's five versus five. Well, you know, so that, that's the difference here, because I've heard this discussion over... What is a full army game versus what's um, a skirmish game versus what's a scuffle? Because yes. SPQR is still a squad-controlled skirmish yep. game where Kill Team, Necromunder, uh, Black Powder, Red Earth, those are all single-character control skirmish games. Yes. So you're right. Hail, like None of the Warlord games are individual control model games. No, they no. tried... They, so there's going to be one called... like firefight or something and it was going to be for world war ii like 10 guys each side individual model control huge excitement and then that just disappeared one day they just stopped yeah. talking about yeah, it. Like, this sense. isn't going to happen and it's like why that literally sounds like what people would want yeah. to play and uh, it is so but it seems like like with infinity Code one. Let's get down to four models. And they say 45 minute game, but but that's. You got to know the rules if you're going to play a 45 minute game. Some of these are like, yes, if you know the rules cold, and the person you're playing with knows the rules cold, and you don't have any disagreements about the interpretation. Yes, then it's a 45 minute game. 45 minute game. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, any arguments about Climb Plus? Sure. <laughs> but I think every game that goes on longer than an hour, let's say up to like an hour and a half, or let's say two hours, every game that lasts two or more hours needs a game that lasts an hour mm-hmm. to get people into it. Because an hour out of your day is a lot less than two hours. So my, what I think of when I think of that is Cheers. Mm-hmm. So, watching it as a child, you probably watched it at Nick at Night. Yep. <laughs> like night reruns. But when it was coming out, they would have this comment. It's like, well, I'm just going to stop in on my way home, um, not reach the legal intoxication limit, yep. and then head home. Yep. It's like, so what I need is a game that lasts two beers long. Yes. So yeah, I exactly. Drive, I can drive out Wyoming Gate, pull a right into here, pick up the target order, play a game, and then drive back home and not really have it feel like, well, today was game day. Yeah. So you're not going to see me because it's game day. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, with how work is and how, you know, modern lives are, time is a very finite resource. So being able to grab somebody's attention and effort and time for at all you're going to need to have that focused because if they're if they're if you get them in on the base level you got them in it's not that's 50 percent and then you have that 50 percent jump into the bigger game much easier to do than a hundred percent into the big game yeah so that so let's go back to games workshop that was always a problem with the starter boxes. Yeah. Because they had no tactical use yes. whatsoever in the game. It's like, yeah, that's a starter box. It's a good value per model. But 
it doesn't stop work it. together. Yep. So then, then it came combat patrol, and now it's the boarding action boxes, and now those boxes actually become viable. Yeah, it's five hundred points in a yeah. box. I could take it out of the box, build it, and it's a force. Hmm. I don't have to think about it. I just plug it into my phone. Boom! There we go. I'm ready to play. I don't have to. You know, it's it, where the other ones is. I have all these miniatures. Okay, what else do I need to play? Oh, none of these miniatures really work together, so I'm going to need to buy this box and this box and this box, and now I'm now I'm $300 into the hole, and yeah. I only have a quarter of the army. Well, it's like, well, I can get this, but I really need a repulsor tank. Brian, how much is a repulsor tank right now? 120 Sounds like such a deal. Yep. <laughs> to have a repulsor tank. Yep, <laughs> Because exactly. I need 23 dice lines to throw out there. Yes, it's... First, you just get a block of wood. You should do, like, infinity. Get, like, a block of wood and just cover it in cotton balls. And say, he has his smoke screen. It's so. a smoke screen. Exactly. It's a smoke screen. <laughs> but, yeah, I think if games had a way to get 50% into it. Because 50% is easy to get, get somebody at. So if infinity, it's 10 miniatures. Ten miniatures doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're, you know, it's a two-hour game and it's rules-intensive and you have a lot going on, cutting that down to five miniatures, five to seven miniatures, a lot more palpable. Well, you know, but when you say ten miniatures and we compare Infinity to 40K, it's a false comparison because ten Space Marines is very different from the Ariadna starter box. 100%. every model... Yes is, how do they say it, bespoke. Like, one Kazakh, one the uh, wolf guys. Uh, but like Each it, one's unique. But I, I don't think it's same. a false equivalent, because I think going down from, in Infinity, going down from the base game to Code 1 is the equivalent of going down from a 2,000-point game to a combat patrol game. Yeah. There's that much of a jump. I just meant in the painting side. On the painting side, it's a lot. You that's need a lot more. That's the people who paint, <laughs> and you know <laughs> we don't. We don't. You, you know we have to leave that out of the equation because you know some of us just don't paint. <laughs> how how are those uh, Middle Earth guys coming along? Four down. Isn't that what you no, said? No, five down. Five, five down. down. Sorry, five down. No, I, I said I said I had three last time. Okay. Or four. I don't know. I'm I think, five down. Okay. And I have a car picked out for. Gaslands. Okay. <laughs> Picked out the car. Yes, that's about it. <laughs> okay. Well, I, so before we wrap up here, because we'll probably come back to this one and argue about it later, I oh, yeah. saw the new um, con exclusive model for Infinity. Yeah, I'm sorry, you're not getting that. You're not, oh, I'm not getting if that. I could get two, I'll get you one. Is it, is it capped? I don't know. It okay. could be, but it's Nomads. And so, yeah. sorry, like, was, I'm cool. priority on that one. <laughs> it's a cool model. It is a very cool model. And it's in my, it's... I, I appreciate that at the end of it, they said, like, um, Black Friday, yeah, everyone can get it then. Yes. Like, so whatever, you, whatever we haven't sold at the conventions, <laughs> you guys... <can laughs> That's exactly it. So, I mean, if I don't get it for you at Adepticon, <laughs> you're, you know, you, you have yeah. to go to Nova Open now. Yeah. Well, I, I saw a lot of places are uh, bringing exclusives to Nova Open. So, yeah. like... Uh, in-country, we'll have some exclusive models there. Uh, so I was like, okay, might just stop in, even if just to buy. All go the make the rounds. Yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. be worth it. Yeah. Well, Nova Open, they do their own, even the guys that run the Infinity Tournament there, they have their own yes. Infinity Yeah, you've miniature. gotten me one before. Yeah. And those are super Have you seen the new cool. one? No. They put, out the, they put out the picks for the new one this year. It's a, if I remember right, some cowboy-looking guy. Okay. Guy with cowboy hat on. Marbury Man. Yeah. Like, you know what? That's not a bad paint job. Guessing <laughs> <laughs> it's Wild Bill. No, the only thing that could hurt him was the throat cancer. <laughs> My one weakness. <laughs> All right. So, as we close out here, what are you looking forward to? Same thing I was looking forward to last time. Adepticon, that's all that's on my mind. I told you, that's all I'm thinking about from set, from Sunday on is Adepticon. Until I leave, that's all I'm focusing on. Well, 
So I saw first, I saw on Friday that Games Workshop has closed down the Necromunda Facebook page. And yep. it re redirects you to just the general yep. Games Workshop page. So, okay. But before that, they posted that uh, for Necromunda, the Palanite Enforcers are getting their own brute. So they don't yep. have to use the uh, Ambot. They've got like their own, what's the name of that thing? It's its own automaton. I think it's something like that. But that's going to be a plastic kit um, robot for 40K. That'll be cool. Yeah. So I can see a lot of orc players. Yeah, they're doing some weird things with their uh, Facebook. Um, they changed. They're changing the the Forge World one to Horus Heresy. So it's really? not. It's not going to be Forge World's exclusive Facebook page. It's for Horus Heresy now. Hmm. So I thought Horus Heresy had their own channel separate from Forge World. So they're merging the two. They're merging the two. Okay. So. And just weird things companies do. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, let's reorganize everything. Because that'll fix your production issues. Of your course. Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> That's where, it's That's where it all starts. It's Zuckerberg's fault. <laughs> <laughs> From the top to the bottom. <laughs> all right. So that's that's a model I'm interested in. So I know I, I always put, like, anything Necromunda. Of course. Put me on the list. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'll definitely want one of those. <laughs> it's, it's nice that you get two of them. So I'll just have to see what the price is. Yeah, like the Ambot box. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. I love that box. Yeah. I still have one sealed. <laughs> I'll get to it one day. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> Did you bring, so next time I see you, you have <sighs> to get the Vansar. Yes. So you forgot the, all right. So next time I come down, I'll trade you the painted Vansar for the You'll be here next Vansar. week. Yeah, I'll be here. You have to be here Tuesday anyways. Yeah, yeah, to go pick up <laughs> the Soul Shackle. The Soul Shackle if, three if weeks show, later. If it's actually showing up, I I won't believe it till I see the box. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. All right, well, we'll actually wrap it up in a timely fashion here. Yes. So for everyone <laughs> out there, thanks for listening as we uh, rant about things you love us hearing, hearing us rant about. Let me put those in the rough. Great, God, it's early. We got to get that second <laughs> dose of Ritalin in me. I mean, we were really good at complaining, so, oh, you know. Yeah, it just fell apart that's, at the that's end That's what there. wakes us. Once we start talking about actual things, that's it. But well, if we can complain, that's, you know, we're coherent well, as anything. The complaining lulled me to sleep. Yes. It's, uh, <laughs> it's comforting. <yeah. laughs> All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. Yep. Have a good one.